So it starts with identity. Am I being the person that I need to be to actually carry out the strategy I have laid out? Am I committed, right? Am I going to be relentless around this? Like, what are the characteristics I need to embody? Another thing is to really check our beliefs and the stories we tell ourselves about our reality. And we can change our beliefs. So we need to recognize the things that are holding us back and shift those. And then strengths. Michelle and I are really avid proponents of working from your strengths. So when you think about your action strategy, it needs to be strength-based. Don't be trying Mm -hmm. to get yourself to do something that is not a strength. And then habits. And habits are critical to the whole process because when we have, when we get our habits (laughs) and sometimes our habits are, well, our habits are unconscious, right? And we're not even aware of some of our habits and we have what we have because of our habits and we have what we don't have because we're not doing the things right that would get us those things. So habits are a big aspect of this too. And we really help people think about Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued and said, heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm on the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi, everyone. This is Sabrina, your host for the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals podcast. And today we have two amazing ladies here with us. And we're going to talk all about healthcare leadership, your well-being, and how it's really impacting us from an organizational level. So without further ado, we have Tracy Christofferson. And Michelle Trofet. They are the co-founder of Missing Logic. They help healthcare organizations and healthcare leaders combat burnout through the power of a framework-driven approach founded on polarity intelligence. The core of their work is leading healthcare organizations through transformational changes that result in the best place and give and receive care for leaders to live their best life, both personally and professionally. And I think that's a major theme for everything that I talk about on this show. And that's why we have different topics ranging from your professionalism, your career path, your financial intelligence, your physical health, and now also mental well-being, as well as relationship and all the fun stuff that make who we are. So without further ado, ladies, please tell us more about who you guys are. How did you get come to this place that you're so passionate about helping healthcare leaders? Oh, thank you, Sabrina. We are so excited to be here. And yes, we're very aligned in our many different approaches to have a passionate work life and a personal life. So I am Michelle and actually Tracy and I have been working together for over 30 years. 
know it's hard to believe, but it's been that long. And we have worked across North America with healthcare organizations, helping them to become the best places to give and receive care. And the core of our work is really about work cultures and helping every practitioner to be the best they can be, as well as the organization, because it's equally important. And I'm Tracy, and uh, Michelle's a nurse, and I'm a respiratory therapist. And you just have to know, we met at hospital orientation. So we were in a large auditorium, and there was probably over 100 people in that auditorium orienting that day, and they did the stand up and shake the hand of the person behind you, and there I was. And we like to say we've been shaking hands ever since. (laughs) So we worked together as clinicians at the bedside, and then as we, you know, kind of evolved as leaders, we worked together in a hospital, and then we worked with healthcare organizations all across North America, creating those healthy healing work cultures as members and leaders in large global companies. And I really think, you know, we've always had kind of this awareness of the need for leaders to be supported. You know, from our perspective, leaders are the linchpin in an organization. And if the leaders aren't strong, the organization won't be strong and neither will, right, the clinicians that they are serving. And they're there behind every clinician lifting them up. So, you know, we've seen over the years that Leaders have faced the same challenges over and over and over. When you work with hundreds of organizations, you see the patterns. (laughs) So that's kind of what sparked our passion a little bit. Yeah, that's amazing that you guys started from, hey, we're just all starting from the same place and found that passion of you have a common ground. So when did that blossoming, like you two came together, you've been working for so long for each other and you just thought, hey, there's a missing piece. There's a missing gap in what we're seeing. Well, truth be told, we um, actually went from healthcare organizations in our hospital role to companies to moving all the way up. And we were working for a global company. We were both leaders in a big global company, but we started doing legacy planning years in advance. We were planning our escape. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, really it slowly, Sabrina, over time, it became clear we had something in us that we had to share with the world. And that's really where Missing Logic came from. In 2018, we made the leap and uh, we knew there were core things we had learned over these 30 years that we had the unique ability to share with leaders across the world. So that's how it all started. And it's just starting to get very exciting right now. Yeah, which is amazing. I know you guys are so much into leadership wellness, uh, burnout prevention. And what do you really think is the true problem here? Well, I think leaders are facing the same thing that the clinicians are facing right now, right? I think we're just not seeing or hearing as much about it. So I think they are facing the never-ending chaos and change that's happening right now, right? All of the facts of the pandemic. I mean, if you think about it, you know, the focus has been on clinicians and rightfully so. They've been carrying a large part of that burden. But behind each of them are the leaders that have had to, to manage communication care for their teams, right? Address challenges with operations and all those types. And they also were burnt out before the pandemic started. And so I think that's been a big part of it. What Michelle and I recognized at the beginning of the pandemic was that the focus was on the clinicians and the leaders weren't getting support that they needed. And if the clinicians were going to become strong and develop balanced lives and really live thriving lives, then the leaders had to lead the way be the role model, and they didn't have the support. And that's why we kind of turned our attention to them, knowing there were many people paying attention to the clinicians. So we wanted both of them to be strong. 
Which is so right on topic is that we have been talking about burned out for so long. We know the statistics that have been showing in healthcare is 200% fall higher than the average American. But what does that truly mean? It's not just the clinicians, the nurses, the therapists, but actually higher up. And us, some of us who are clinicians have moved outside our clinical role and becoming leader. Now we have to really switch off the task of being a technician. Well, I just know what I'm doing and to solve this problem. But when you start advancing into higher level, I'm sure you guys can elaborate this more. You become not only a manager, but true leader and thought processor who is able to diagnose and trying to solve this problem that's on the bigger scale. So of course, the weight and the burden of everything that you do become even more magnified. Yeah. One of the things that we realized early on is there's a missing component. There's a missing logic about being a problem solver as a leader. And we've all been trained to be excellent problem solvers, even as clinicians, right? Patients come to us because they have a problem and we solve the problem. And that's our strength. But there are underneath the problems and even underneath the problem of burnout is what we call polarities. And that's the missing logic in healthcare is to know how to manage polarities and differentiate between a polarity that has to be managed and a problem that can be solved. Because polarities can't be solved, they have to be managed. And that's where polarity intelligence comes in and it's part of the frameworks that we've built in to our work with organizations and individuals. Now, a polarity is really an interdependent pair of values Uh, Both are equally important, although they appear to be competitive. They're both necessary to get to that greater purpose, that higher being that we want, right? So the best example, right, is work and home. So clinicians, leaders, they all face this tension between work and home, and they're constantly trying to solve the problem of managing being both a leader at work and a leader in their home, right, and being fully present at home. And then they treat it like a problem, they're destined to fail. And what they need to do is recognize that it's a polarity and that you need to manage both and that you can put together a strategy that will help you to be able to do that and to continually grow and grow and grow until you get to be a thriving leader, right? That has everything they want at home and they're leading like they want to at work. And that's kind of our secret sauce in the work that we do. And what we bring to leaders is to help them to understand how to make this differentiation and then how to create a blueprint, kind of an action-packed strategy for managers on a day-to-day basis and making it easy. Right. It's that blueprint that people didn't ever thought to have or even thought it's possible. So now you're seeing that it is a polarity. Why going against what it cannot be changed? How can we be more resourceful now, right? Find the tools, people like you, to be able to solve this problem instead of being stuck, right? I talk a lot, um, okay, so for you to have that double win, we don't want to always think about the stress part, the not managed part. We actually just wanted to get to the next potential, next level. So then we can actually, what? Be able to sustain in there and not yes. going to have this emotional roller coaster. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And so many leaders that we work with, uh, when we share this with them, it's like a fresh perspective because it's never been presented to look at it in this light, in this lens. And we're kind of 
after a while as leaders, it's work-life balance doesn't exist because they think it has to be 50-50 all the time. Or lately, the big buzzword is work-life integration, but you can't integrate work and your home. They are two separate interdependent values, as Tracy said. So when they realize that and they have this now proven strategy with the blueprint and they know they have to take dual action on both and they can course correct and they realize it's a dynamic movement with the energy, with this polarity. It's like so enlightening to them. It, we just were on a call today with someone that went through one of our work-life balance boot camps in the past. And she's like, it was so helpful. <laughs> yeah, she just really loved it. Yeah. And and then we add, you know, polarity intelligence is one aspect yeah. of it. And that is a part of the dynamic balance effect framework. Because that's what we're after. We're after this dynamic balance where you've got this movement, right? It's not half here, half there, it's dynamic. But we also include aspects, you know, around just mindful choices. So like living intentionally and making choices specifically, right? Personal alignment as well. And being aligned with your actions and your purpose and your mission. So, you know, that's another aspect of this as well. Which is really cool is you are taking as a whole package. I also mentioned to my clients, those are who has the proper practice in a very similar way as an organization leader. Yes, they're smaller scale, but they mm-hmm. are also needed to remove some of the extra hat that they shouldn't be wearing. And right. when you step into your home environment, it should be a definitive line that you have reset because it doesn't matter how much support we're getting from our family or our significant other from our kids. But if we bring in that stress, that work, you are showing them that you're not present with them. You are carrying out, transferring this negative energy from your work to your house environment. So they don't deserve to be showing up less than how you are doing with your coworkers, for your organization, and for these patients that you're taking care of. So to be fair, you need to have a different system. So I would love it for you ladies to share what are in these dynamic system that you're having? What are some of the tips that you can give us? Uh, I think there are some really key aspects. And one is once you have your blueprint, you really have to have the mindset that goes with it, or you're not going to implement the things that you need to implement. So it starts with identity. Am I being the person that I need to be to actually carry out the strategy I have laid out? Am I committed, right? Am I going to be relentless around this? Like, what are the characteristics I need to embody? Another thing is to really check our beliefs and the stories we tell ourselves about our reality. And we can change our beliefs. So we need to recognize the things that are holding us back and shift those. And then strengths. Michelle and I are really avid proponents of working from your strengths. So when you think about your action strategy, it needs to be strength-based. Don't be trying Mm -hmm. to get yourself to do something that is not a strength. And then habits. And habits are critical to the whole process because when we have, when we get our habits (laughs) and sometimes our habits are, well, our habits are unconscious, right? And we're not even aware of some of our habits and we have what we have because of our habits and we have what we don't have because we're not doing the things right that would get us those things. So habits are a big aspect of this too. And we really help people think about how they can implement habits as a part of their strategy because when we have unconscious habits, it makes everything automatic and easy. And so it's not difficult to make that delineation when I walk in the house, because this is my habit. I put my phone over here. I put these things aside and now I'm fully present, right? So you got to create the habits that make it happen. 
Yeah, and the other thing I would add is just the power of community. So when we work with healthcare leaders in groups and cohorts, they learn so much from each other and they're really hungry for connecting with colleagues that are going through the same thing they are, but they don't talk about these things at work or they don't talk about them in professional groups. So that's been another very effective strategy. Right. You guys have tapped in so many things and I just love these topics. So community, the last thing Michelle said, we have to have the right people in our corner and really say no to the people that should not be in our circle. Because why having people who don't inspire you in your circle, then it's what? Now a circle is a cage. And also Tracy mentioned that your strength. I found that so many leaders was search for additional degrees, certification. I have all this yearly experience. I should be da da da. Okay, calm down. What can you learn from all this year's experience? And just bring out the best strength. What you can bring to the table is so uniquely different than everybody else's. So find out that desires on your own strength can actually progress so much better than feeling like, oh, I just needed to implement, adopt, seeing new things, flashy stuff, right? And it's crazy sometimes to think that way. And then also Tracy mentioned that it's a system. It's a repetitive habit that we have to do because even just Hardy's uh, compound effect, that book specifically talk about anything that's small steps, right? And then when you do it over and over again, and when you compound other people's time, energy, knowledge, and resource, then we can create something amazing in such a short amount of term. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know, it's never one thing. There's no silver bullet to this. And that's what Michelle and I realized early on. We had had a number of experiences and worked with a number of different individuals. It was kind of a combination of strategies. And that's where we came up with that dynamic balance effect. And then we've kind of brought the whole thing, too, together for leadership teams. So we've been working with individual leaders, but now we're taking this to leadership teams and healthcare organizations. So you don't only strengthen the individual, but you strengthen the leadership team. And again, it brings that level of community in a much deeper way because they need to be aware of what each other is experiencing and they can support each other. And so we're really excited about that. Yeah. And I love it that we are talking about this topic. And I feel like this is endless of things of benefits from (laughs) how much that one person up on top can create something dramatic and significant for everybody else. So that's why it has to start from that individual. And instead of thinking, how do we create this big thing to change the whole organization? And then you're actually what trying to bite off as such a bigger piece of pie than thinking about something small and doable. So that's why I love you guys for the system that you have created. You know, it's difficult for us to be always on top, always know what we need to do. And that's why we do assessments. And I even ask all the speakers to do a quick whole life assessment to find out, is there any unexpected roadblock you could have in your life? And what are the strengths you can tap into? So ladies, when you guys saw that assessment, what are some of the thoughts that pop up to you? And when you saw the result of your life, Will, is that pretty similar to what you expected? Is there anything that you would change at this moment of your life? Well, first of all, thank you for that. And Tracy and I, we're kind of assessment gurus ourselves. So we loved it. 
Because we think it's so important. First, you have to know reality. And I really like the questions on your assessment process. I wasn't surprised by where I ended up. Probably the my lowest score was financial intelligence. And the reason that is, is because Tracy runs the operations. I've never been an operations girl. <laughs> I just... So it's like, yeah, but everything else just fit right where I thought it, where it was going to land. And I could see my progress. I've been very intentionally working on my health and well-being and my uh, habits of exercise. And so I, it made me feel good too, because I know it would have looked a lot different, you know, two years ago. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with Michelle. No surprises. I think it's a very thorough assessment. So I did appreciate that. And I've done something similar in the past. So I could really see even how just, you know, you got to walk your talk. So I can see how doing <laughs> Living the work that we do, right, has really helped me to really be fairly high in most of the areas. I think my biggest challenge was in the social life, quality of life. And I think a lot of it just had to do with COVID this last year and being isolated and not being able to be as social. And some of it is also being intentional about from a work-home balance, about having time to be with others. And so I think I learned a little bit more about, you know, that's probably an area of growth for me is to really make the time to be with other people now that we can be, you know, so I'm excited about that. So thank you. Yay. Thanks ladies for sharing. And thanks for being so honest with all of us. And then uh, I think that's a, a one major part about being leaders too, right? Just like yes. Brittany Brown have always uh, taught us that being authentic us and it's okay. We're not going to get everything, but the more we can assess, we can pivot, we can be resourceful. It's all good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we, like sure. to, we like to say we're master at pivoting. <laughs> we, are, we are. Amazing. I know we can talk about for hours, but people is going to want to talk to you guys individually and then to look up more about all the amazing work that you do. So how can they find you? Oh, they can go to our website, missinglogic.com. And we also have a podcast, Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. So we'd love for people to follow us there. And yeah, so those are the two main places that where people can find they us. They could get us on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. LinkedIn as well, under Missing Logic and personally. Yes, LinkedIn is such an amazing platform that I feel like many people haven't tapped into enough. And from its Google search, well, first of all, so make sure you have a decent profile is definitely a key thing. And then we have plenty of episodes on those already. And I love it that you ladies can spend the time with us here today. And for everybody, please go check out their podcast, contact them individually, check out missinglogic.com. So all the amazing work that they are doing to optimize your performance as a healthcare organization leader so that you can be the best of you to create the amazing impact for the patients, for your colleagues, for everyone around you. So thank you everyone for listening in. Please leave a review on iTunes. We will appreciate you and subscribe to our channel. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye, thank bye. you, Sabrina. All right, my friend, how did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more questions on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group, go to Facebook.com 
com forward slash groups forward slash powerful passionate where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you're no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.